Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Freaking Timers Podcast Show, where we discuss all things Manchester United, the good, bad, and the ugly, which is mostly bad so far. And with me, I have my co-host, Jamie. How you doing, mate? How you doing, buddy? Hey, it could be better. And then we have Lee Saunders, man. How you doing, bro? How are you? Good to talk to you guys. Under the circumstances, it's like a, it's a, a dark, dark time. <laughs> I know, man. I'm sure we're gonna live, but uh, it's not pleasant. I'll say that. I know, man. Lots of discussion. Us three, we're gonna be discussing about the Anthony Martial and Ralph Ragnick issue, along with our opinions with the two games we played against Aston Villa, and we're gonna be talking a little bit about the the manager and his influence to the players. I know it's pretty much the same thing, like with the same uh, previous podcast, but uh, it lots to talk about. Um, and guys, the Anthony Martial issue, I know, Jimmy, you have a lot of feelings for the guy uh, in, in the good or bad way. So Anthony Martial, if you guys don't know the story, guys, uh, he was left out of the squad again against Aston Villa. The Premier League uh, allow you to have nine substitutes uh, into the team. And when after the result against Aston Villa, Anthony Martial, uh, Ralph Anik, told us in his press conference that he didn't want to be in the squad. And a couple hours after, Anthony Martial uh, posted on his Instagram that he will never disrespect the club, and he basically said that it was a lie. Jamie, I know you have lots to say about Anthony Martial. What do you make his overall, you know, time at Man United? We all know he wants to leave the club. Uh, He was supposed to go to Sevilla on loan, but Sevilla didn't want to pay his wages. And Manchester United wanted a low fee. So he's pretty much stuck here. What'd you make of him at his time at the club? Oh, where do I start, mate? Mm-hmm. His time at the club. I, I, if I could sum it up, would be underwhelming. Um, just oh, underwhelming, underperforming, undermotivated. Mm-hmm. You know, all the unders. It's just terrible, like. For someone who's come with so much hype, and and to be fair to him, I don't think he's a bad football player. I think mm. he's got loads of ability. He's got, you know, he's he looks good physically. He can actually hold the ball up half decent. He's quick. He can dribble. At times, he's clinical. I just think he, he lacks he lacks that motivation that turns a good player into a great player and a great player into a world class player. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was me, I, I mean, I know it sounds horrible. If it was me, I'd have sold him under Jose Mourinho. I think mm. Jose got he sort of was the start of all the the problems with Jose. Um, I think mm-hmm. if I was a member of the board, it would have been manager over player, like it should be, in my opinion. But but since mm-hmm. then, his career has been quite terrible at United. I think he's had one good season. I think that was under Van Gaal, and I think. You know, there's this, this, he seems to have this mad cult following where all these people, all these fans seem to be devoted to what Anthony Martial does. And they seem to have this unlike wavering support. But I just don't see what he's achieved in order order to get there. I mean, I'll give you an example of how underwhelming his career has been at Old Trafford. When he was signed for Manchester United, they put a contract, they put a, a clause in the contract that should he ever win the Ballon d'Or, he then gets a bonus of somewhere like five million quid. Mm-hmm. Now, when he moves, which he, he will do it eventually, whether he goes on a free or whether do you think the other club are going to bother to put a Ballon d'Or contract, a Ballon d'Or clause in his contract? No. No. So he's clearly, you know, he's a player that's in decline. And I think his body language and his attitude have never been right I don't know whether he's a winger I don't know whether he's a centre forward I don't know what he is I just think he's overpaid and over supported for me and I've, I feel like I've been polite in that assessment to be honest I don't know what you think Lee um, I like him I, I, but it doesn't seem He's not happy to be there. Mm-hmm. He would almost—he doesn't behave like a prima donna, but I think 
he's definitely one of those players that the lack of playing time, he almost maybe would be the type of player that if he, if he was a consistent starter, you know, if he always got time, maybe he, he just needs that confidence or something because he's not, he's not garbage, but he's just, he's been kind of cast aside and, you know, I, I could see him being successful somewhere else where someone needs him and he can get a lot of time and maybe they could base their offense around him. Maybe like I'm grasping at straws when it comes to him. And, and definitely this news of Ragnick coming out and saying he doesn't want to be in the lineup and then him going on his socials and, and spitting out that I would never disrespect the team. That, that's some bizarre shit. And we are this, this, this is the swamp of, of mm-hmm. like madness. Um, the finger pointing now, pointed always, management, all that. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, I would like to see him do well. Like, I would like to see him get in the lineup. Yesterday would have been a perfect opportunity for whatever reason. Cavani was not too great yesterday at all. And maybe, like, if he wasn't, like, I just, I'm gobsmacked with it, for lack of a better term, uh, as to why that would come out that he didn't want to be in the lineup and then come out in the media and say that I would never do that. Yes. I want, where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just, I'm at a loss with Martial. And, and you know what? I have a feeling also too. And I have said this about players before you guys laughed at me. Uh, what I said, Fred could go somewhere and end up burning us down. Um, you know, if he was to go to another team, I'm sure there would be a measure of success if he was given the playing time. I can't see him just being done, but he's definitely not going to be a Ballon d'Or candidate. And uh, I don't think he'll be taking that with any contract anywhere he goes. Let me let me let me flip it on its head, Lee, and say the same mm-hmm. the same question to to you, Chris. Yeah. Let's say he goes tomorrow. Let's say so for me, I would personally drive him anywhere myself at my own cost. <laughs> I think. He's an awful person based on what I've seen in interviews and the way he is, the way he conducted himself with Jose Mourinho. Yeah. I've got probably about 90% worth of my very fabric believes that he's probably seen his ass and then said, right, well, don't put me in the squad. And then backtracked this morning and said, oh, I, di- I didn't say that. I didn't mean it. it you know, you know I, could, I could, I mean, I don't, I don't want to reiterate on the last podcast when I complained about the players getting away with murder. But essentially, for someone to say, I don't want to be in, I don't want to be in the first team, I don't want to be in the squad, and then just get left out, it, it just seems crazy. But yeah. would you, would either of you be disappointed if he did leave tomorrow, regardless of what's happened in the last game, even if he'd have been in the sat on the bench for the full game, yeah, and, and everything would have been okay? Would you have, would you have been upset that he would leave him for Seville? Well, well, for me, no, because he already said he wanted to leave, and he's been injured lots of the time, particularly this season. But uh, my opinion is on Anthony Martial. He, when he joined back in 2015 on the Louis van Gaal, uh, he, he, he was brilliant that season. He won us the FA Cup. Uh, also, I felt like during that 2019-2020 season, uh, we could put it the first COVID season. That was his second good season as well. Uh, we thought we were going to see something special with the player, I, uh, I'm not gonna lie, Jimmy. You said as well. He's not the worst player, man. There's there's quality there, 100%. Lee, you said it. He he. I could see him being successful somewhere else, but just the inconsistency. Uh, one of the things I will say in Anthony Marcel is, and I'll and I'll give him pointers. I feel like he, he has been disrespected by the club as well, and I'll tell you why. Uh, when he had that first good season at uh, with Louis Van Gaal. Jose came in, he bought Slatan Ibrahimovic, um, and then he took off Anthony Marcel's number and gave it to Slatan. Uh, and no matter what you think of it, yes, it's Slatan, but when you do it to a player who has been fantastic during the previous season, it could ruin the player's confidence. Uh, and pretty much it kind of has ruined Marcel's confidence. When when it was Oli's first full season, he, I feel like Marcel plays well when he knows he's the main man. To be fair, uh, he's yes, very, he, yeah, he, he's a very uh, good uh, high IQ player. Uh, and then you can see it as well. He saved Mourinho sometimes as well. Bam, brings in Alexis Sanchez. And then under uh, 
you know, even under all these full season ban, he brings in Cavani. One of the things I will say is, you know, Anthony Marcel should know that there's going to be competition no matter what. So it's up to you to not only continue in game, but make it better. So that way you give the manager a decision to make to not take you out the team. And that's where I've been disappointed. Maybe, maybe it's probably like, oh, we don't bring in competition. We're bringing a replacement. And it could be like that. But in the defense as well, that's where I kind of go with Martial. Is like, had we actually put in, bring in competition for Martial, or have a big replacement for Martial rather than just build a team around them? What do you think, Jamie? Am I, am I looking into it too much? Or, uh, yeah, give me your input. I mean, I think you should be covering it, mate. I think if I'm a centre forward at United and I have a good season, and then the manager yeah. brings in Zlatan Ibrahimovic, probably one of the best centre forwards of modern day football. I'm not just mm-hmm. going to see my ass and then turn shit. I'm going to be wanting to soak up every essence of Zlatan. Yeah. I, want to, I want to be in and around him. I want to be learning from him. I want to be talking to him. I want to, I want to emulate him. I don't mm-hmm. want to just go, ah, well, he's took my number now. You know, it's not school. <laughs> you know, if he yeah. takes your number, go and win it back. I, I get that certain people work differently the psychology of certain people so certain people yeah, yeah. can be get depressed and certain people can lose confidence and all that but I mean some of the performances I've seen him put in of recent he's literally a passenger in the game for, for 90, you know 80 to 90 minutes we can't hide behind the fact that he wants to be the main man fair enough and he's not the main man at Old Trafford well it's tough mate if you're not the main man, go out there and make yourself the main man. You know, continue yeah. at least. I'm, you're correct. You know, one of one of the main reasons that that Solskjaer used to burn my head out was that he played Martial constantly. I must have played him for about 15 games on the run, and he just turned in performance after performance after performance. And we were questioning why is he still on the pitch? Why is he still on the pitch? Why is? That? I mean, me and Chris were sending messages going, "What what's going on?" And he just repeatedly, repeatedly putting in poor performances. I'm not, I, you know, you listen to the podcast from number one and you know that I'm not an Oli fan. But, you know, yeah, I, was, I weren't an Oli fan a year before I met Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I'm not sticking up for Oli at all. But, you know, when, when, when your chips are down and you need someone and Martial's there, he's not going to do it for you. When was the last time you seen him put a good performance in? Yeah, it's been a while, man. I can't even remember the last time he played. Yeah. <laughs> I think Villarreal, right? And then, oh, my God, we were complaining. Yeah, it was just like a bit part. <laughs> we yeah, compl- just, just don't get it. I, I, I get, I know, I know Chris's, Chris's new celebrity friend, Chino. Um, he, he's a big fan of him, but I think he sort of comes with his cult status, the same as Pogba. Um, they come with this huge yeah. following where the following will travel with the player as opposed to the club. So mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, there seems to be uh, so many excuses out there to make to make uh-huh. you know to to make everything to seem all right. There's mm-hmm. absolutely no way that, that that stuff that Ragnick said that if it, it it come out in the media like he did, there's absolutely no way Martial's PR team would have said don't say anything. They've got mm. to, to deny it. They've got to. It'd yeah. be like, you know, suicide with the fans to just say nothing or just to say, oh, yeah, I didn't want to be in the squad. You know, it's unbelievable. Apart from how bad it is from the brand. Yeah. I actually like how candid um, Ragnick is, you know. And I know there's a lot of stuff about him, about his management style and his yeah. current, the way we're currently playing. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that, I'm sure. But, the way he is with the media, it's, it's quite refreshing to have someone sort of say, these players are doing this. And, you know, there's, there's a situation with Pogba where he's gone, why does he need to re- rehabilitate Dubai? You know, mm-hmm. let's get him back. Let's see, let's speak to him. You know, this player don't want to play. He, he, I asked him if he wanted to be in the squad. Why would, why would Rangnick lie about that? What on earth has he got to gain from a player who's going to put on the bench anyway to just say he didn't want to play? Jamie, yeah. that's exactly what I was. I don't mean to step in. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. What does Ralph have to gain? They're trying yeah. to loan him out, but no one wants to pay those wages. And we yes. have hundreds of thousands of pounds sitting on the bench. 
doing nothing and we can't move them because we can't get enough money for them. And people are like, well, we're not paying. So we're going to, we're going to, it just, I can't see why he would, why Ragnick would like bury him if it wasn't true. Exactly. You know, He's got absolutely nor, nothing to gain from it at all. And it, nor anything, does he have anything to gain was, by answering it the way he did on social media. Like it's, it's a weird situation, isn't it? It's a weird, weird situation. I mean, the only thing I could think about the why he answered it on social media, why if he is lying, would be that essentially if he's been asked to go into the squad and then he's refused, he could be fined, couldn't he, or disciplined because he's not doing he's not doing his job. His job is to play football. So if he's refusing to go into the squad, um Essentially, is he in breach of contracts? So if he releases a statement to say, I never said that, he's lying. It just becomes, you know, one word against the other, doesn't it, I suppose. I can't see any other reason why, but I think for a new manager who's only going to be here for eight months, approximately, for him to come in and just out Martial, he gains, he gains absolutely nothing from it, if, if anything. It just upsets the dressing room even more. So, yeah, I just think it. I just think it's under. I just feel like it's so true because why? Why? I don't see. I don't, I don't know if you heard in midweek about the Henderson thing. Yeah, yeah. About him leaving training, and he's the apparent leak that's been going around. Yeah, too. he's, he's yeah, the one that right. saw this. Yeah, how that four players that were unhappy became 11, which became 17 in a matter of like three hours, a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I heard that. Exactly. That's pretty. If, if, I just think, you know, we said it last, 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 it was last week or the week before on the, on the, on episode four. I know I keep, keep trying to push that by the way. Um, mm-hmm. but, yeah. um, the players doing what they want. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice to see someone come out and call these players. And I, I do believe, all the stuff that we're hearing is probably true. Yeah, it's disappointing, isn't it? Really, you know, if you actually think about it, we used to have such a good, a, a close, tight knit squad. Um, yeah. And if, even if you watch the old performances and Jose, where Pogba and Zlatan, they all seem to be getting on, and it was quite tight knit. And, and it just seems to be like, how have we managed to create a, a squad full of these prima donnas? Where have they even come from? I mean. Mm-hmm. I can sort of understand it if they were winning, you know, or yeah. they were full of trophies. Or if they'd won anything, you're right. Who do who exactly if, even if they'd won anything case, at a different club? If this is the case, these players have never won anything or done anything, set records. You know, if if you're Zlatan, take that like you said, for example, um he's the Zlatan. He can prove it. Like he's yeah. proof of what he's been and how good a player he was. Who could any of these, and that's why, how could any of these players kind of have that attitude? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, so, and that's why everything's, you're getting bits and pieces of news, and some of it is like the media will jump on something and make it something bigger than it is. And, you know, it's talk sport. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you're right. I mean, you bang on that. I mean, if anything, you sort of come to accept the level of arrogance or the, the you know, the sort of like prima donna syndrome that comes with players who've achieved so much. Like, I won't begrudge that of Ronaldo and I won't begrudge that of Varane because they are serial winners. Mm-hmm. But when you've got it from someone like Henderson, who his greatest achievement is is what playing for United in goal. That's it, he's not won anything. You know. Mm-hmm. Getting to a Europa League final and, and losing. That's just, you know, is that the, the best thing he's ever done? I don't get the same, the same with Martial. But he's not even in a French squad. He's not even an international. When was so, the last time he was? I wanted to. I, I think he won, an FA, he won an FA Cup. Is that, he's won an FA yeah. Cup, has he? On, oh, no, he won, yeah, the FA Cup and then the Europa League and the, the League Cup. Yeah. So, so uh, maybe you could argue it, maybe. Yeah. But, I, I like the FA Cup. I think it's, a, you know, a really good, a really good um, competition. Yeah. I think it's a really good trophy to win. Uh, yeah, we needed that. It's nowhere near. Though. Yeah, I know, but it's nowhere near. You like, you just, I just don't expect that level of prima donna from someone who's won the FA Cup in the Europa League. You know, yeah. if you just said he's been, in, you know, he's an international, you know, and he's won or got far into international competitions, he's won the Champions League or he's won the league or 
you know, you can't even, it doesn't even come with experience. You can't say he's played in a load of leagues. You can't say he's played in Spain, he's played in Italy, he's played in England, he's played, he's just played for United for the majority of his career. Yeah. And achieved over in the FA Cup, maybe. And you know, Martial, trophies. Martial doesn't have a Sky News interview. Like Ronaldo, where Ronaldo can say damn near anything he wants to say. Uh, he but was right. He was probably coached some of it, but like some of it was his opinion. Mm-hmm. And then if you if you you mentioned Varane, Jamie, like he's his nickname is Champions League Varane. He can have a, an opinion, but you've not done yeah, anything. Exactly. What what have you done for me lately? But I can't even remember the last time Martial was like dominant. Yeah, just, yeah. just speaking well, this back is the thing. to him. Do you, do you ever feel like he ever was? Think, think right back to the start. Really, I mean, do you ever really think like if someone said to him, "Listen, you've got him for the next five years. We're going to offer him a new deal. We're going to make, make him the centerpiece." You, no one's going to be partying in the street, are they? Mm-hmm. People are going to be going, "Oh fucking hell, really?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree, man. But I, a lot of things that come into even. You guys mentioned about Ronaldo and how he could say whatever he wants. He came out with uh, in Sky Sports talking about – we know he was talking about the United players, but he felt like the young players nowadays just – they want to become stars themselves rather than taking advice and learning from him and Varane and all those players. Uh, but if Ronaldo says that, hey, if, if they don't at least, you know, take my advice, at least do their jobs, and that's why I feel like that's a problem nowadays. We have a bunch of individuals – and it's probably affecting the whole. It's probably affecting the whole team. I, I, I always consider uh, Anthony Marcel as one of those guys who we don't know. He he could sacrifice his game for people. We we never see it at a chance. Uh, but there's also there's also two things as well that comes into play with Rashford and even Marcel. Like where was all that energy for Rashford when he was playing so bad lately? And then everyone's saying, oh. Well, it's you know maybe it's something off the scenes that's happening. But with everybody was ridiculing Mar- Marcel when he was in poor form, you know he got excluded completely. Uh, another thing I wanted to include as well, Edison Cavani. We knew, all right, let's keep it real. We knew he wanted to leave. He was twerking for Barcelona. Uh, <laughs> something something happened behind the scenes between him and um, Cavani and Ragnick, especially um, Ragnick and Marcel. Something happened off the scenes. Um, and then think about it. Marcel said he wants to leave. He's like, uh, Ragnar's probably, oh, yeah, I'll definitely get you out the door. Some team is willing to pay your wages and a loan fee. But when Cavani says that he wants to leave, you know, Ragnar is like, no, don't. Like, you know, he's pulling down his pants for him. He's trying to kiss his ass to beg him to stay. Now, it seems to me that pretty much happened. How, how, what sense does that make if you're trying to say, oh, I don't want no players to, if they don't want to pay for the club, they can leave. But yeah, you have a person in Cavani who definitely wants to leave and you're telling him to stay, but you're fucking off another player. Uh, so all I'm saying is the excuses in and around the players has, has been definitely ridiculous. And it's something that we shouldn't really, some we could consider, but we shouldn't really put that a blame, you know? What do you think? I mean, just to address that, Chris, again, yeah. you know, if you, if you, just you personally, if you could pick one to stay, who would you pick to stay? Cavani or Marcel? I'm a Cavani guy. The Matador. Yeah, too, mate. Oh, it will be Cavani, I just, yeah. I just feel like, you know... The lead by example. Not, first thing, not both, but, like, Cavani, <laughs> he wants to leave, Jamie. Why would you keep a player who wants to leave? Because he's a top player, isn't he? Yeah. He's a top, top player. And he's play. You know, he works really hard. His productivity better than Marcel. You know, his body language is better than Martial. He'll come on for 15, 20 minutes. Which, you know, he might not be able to achieve a lot, but he looks like he's interested. Mm-hmm. Martial comes on, got that same slapped out face, puts his in Harry Potter's invisibility cloak on, disappears for 20 minutes, collects his wages, goes on. It's not, I, I, what I, I, the way I can liken it to is I don't know if he's obviously you watched the game the other day. And yes. there was an instant that Rashford was getting a lot of bad press for in, in, in England. I don't know if it was made so much of in America. Like. <laughs> um, Greenwood takes a ball on the right-hand side and Rashford decides that he's not going to back Greenwood up, so he stops running. Greenwood then cuts inside, takes a shot, goes wide. 
that Rashford was getting some seriously bad press for why he didn't follow up to A, provide Greenwood with another outlet and B, potentially get the follow-up to the shot. Um, and I was thinking about it and I thought, I know why Rashford stopped running. The likelihood is he knew that he weren't going to get a shot, weren't going to get a kick at a ball because of the Greenwood is in. He just gets a ball, he just shoots constantly, doesn't he? he just, that's just what he does. So he's probably thought, what's the point of me chasing it down to get there? Yeah. Um, so I get I get why he did it, but it just looks really bad, doesn't it? It just looked like it just looked so unprofessional. It looked uh-huh. like he didn't care. It just in front of the media, in front of the fans, it just looked yeah. like he was not asked at all. Like his confidence and his spirit is shattered, you know? It just, really yeah, looks you know, that like, way. He's just I just feel like he's running for the ball and he's thought, there's absolutely no way Green was going to pass me that ball. So why is the point in me running that, say, two, three hundred yards to get there? Like I know I'm not going to receive the ball, so what's the point? Mm-hmm. And I get it. Greenwood does this thing where he seems to get the ball and all he wants to do is shoot regardless of who's on. Yeah. So I can understand why he's probably frustrated with that. But still, by not running, it looks awful. And I think that little instance there could be the sum of Martial's career at United where uh-huh. he's just really never looked that bothered. Yeah. I can't... I, and I, I know it sounds trivial, but the constant walking around like with a meme mug on your face constantly, you know, even if he scores, he seems unhappy. It, it just makes fans think, what's, what's up? Like, what's your problem? Like, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. Yeah. I get it that... That's that you know he might have resting bitch face. I get it, but yeah, you know. <laughs> but with that coupled with the lack of running, with not providing players outlets, and being a constant focus of what appears to be negativity, I think a lot of fans turned against him when he just went AWOL from training, you know, under Jose, and then yeah. a culmination of, I mean, he's a United centre forward, mate. He scored, I think, his highest. Scoring season was 13 goals. He's been there, seven, I think, is it seven years he's been there? Yeah, it's a long time. No, it's poor. It's just coupled with all that, it just looks really poor. It's just, I just think, I, I know Cavani's 37, but Cavani just looks like way more of an outlet. Yeah. If, it, if anything, we got Martial so early, we were all hoping for him to carry out that um, Ballon d'Or clause in his contract but he's, he, if anything he's gone backwards for me yeah. I mean, it can't all be it can't all be blamed on confidence because mate if he's scoring five six goals a year for Man United it's crap uh-huh. it's just not good enough simple as that isn't it you know what, I don't know what you if you guys think that's acceptable but personally I, you know to quote Ronaldo the day like he should be at the top, and you're not going to be at the top of the league with five, six, seven goals a year. Just not. No. And it would, it would seem he's obviously, to quote Chris, is lost in the sauce. But as far as as far as Martial goes, there's Cavani's always going to be ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo's always going to be ahead of him. If anything, I I was always the Ronaldo thing is not a problem. But the Ronaldo thing is a problem if you look at the, the effect of the trickle-down effect he has in the lineup where now Greenwood is – when at the start of this, uh, this season when Greenwood was just – he was just un, uh, untethered, like go and do whatever he wanted. And that, in, that, uh, that in, in turn kind of dropped Martial back down. You know, so that, that's, that's more confidence and more, you know, I don't want to be here, I don't want to do this. You know, and to touch on that Marcus Rashford, uh, the, the Marcus Rashford situation, is that the turn uh, of, from the supporters and the media on him was like nothing was being said about him. And then all of a sudden, in one week, they're packing his bags. Yeah. It happened very quickly. I just think he is somewhat out of form. He played injured. But what, what, what we as supporters look at and, and obviously the media is your dedication are when you got the face on, it looks bad, looks bad to us when the effort level is not there. They're just unable to string anything together. And for the lads up front, there is nothing anyways, because there's no link. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's, it's just true that, yeah. endlessly frustrating. Um, I don't want to get off on a tangent or anything, but I don't remember the last time I watched a match where I didn't feel like at any moment the sky was going to fall. And there was a brief moment uh, in yeah. yesterday's match when I was like, they're up to nil. Here yeah. we go. You stick. We were talking about, you know, in the chat there, stick a fork in them with the second one, you know, get a yeah, third one or yeah. you could draw it back. And then it just, you know, all of a sudden it just, if it, it's been, it falls apart so fast and I can't believe there's that many guys on the, on the pitch that are just like, well, we're going to go to shit now. Yeah, yeah, don't imagine it. Yeah. I, I, they come out after the half and I'm like, what? it's not even the same team. No. And we are watching and we are watching this, this team without, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Martial's not in the squad. Rashford wasn't there. Uh, Ronaldo's not in, Maguire's not in, you know, da, 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 da. Scott McTominay isn't there. I don't just, I'm yeah, Burger King, King Luke Shaw, man. Burger King Luke Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like Burger King. I'm glad he went in the team. They look bad, look bad with Tellers. Miles bad with Tellers. Yeah, I like his heart. He just got called back to yeah, like uh, him, yeah. for Brazil there. So good on him. But oh, it yeah. just, uh, I'm not at a loss for words because I have a lot to say, but there's there's only so much you can say. But I don't understand how they come out the second half. Yeah. Do you honestly? Is it is it communication? Is it that they're out of shape because they did look slow and they did look like they couldn't run? Yeah. And then this this, this is this, a seamless link in it. This, this, yeah, this, sorry. this is a seamless link into the transition of what happened at the weekend and this, yeah. and and you know we could have said it last week. We were trying to rate Ragnick on. How he's how he how he is and how how he's been and the results how he's been and um, you know everyone's saying the jury's out and before the game um, on the group that we're all on and I was saying you know let's just give him a little bit of time and you know, let's not act like Arsenal fans and uh, <laughs> you know like I just feel like it's inevitable like the, the backlash on Twitter was. Just insane, and oh, yeah. you know, I just don't, I just, you know, I just don't get the, the the Matic thing at all. I just don't get the Matic thing. So I'm yeah. trying my best to tell everyone to calm down and start saying, "Come on, let's have a little bit of perspective." He's been there like eleven games. In, it's hard in, you know, it's, it's only been it's only been three months. If if that, you know, let's all take a breath. And then he does things like leaving Matic on till the death and. Tune a lot for Matic. He's clearly like blowing out of his ass. He stays on the pitch. He doesn't. He's Fred, you know, every week. Fred instead of Van der Beek. Mm. And then there's, there's reports coming out saying Van der Beek's not fast enough. But then he plays Matic for seventy minutes. And yeah, I, doesn't make sense. I, don't, I, I just don't get it. Like, you know, when yeah. someone's trying to build something, you know, if you're building a wall, you go one on top of two. And then if you put one on top of three and it don't work, you take that back and then you start again with with, with the foundation that you built. But yeah. where the you know he's tried Matic a few times and it's you know he must watch old videos and mm-hmm. you know old footage. Come on, we all know Matic has been there eighteen months too long. Not just at Old Trafford, but the league. The league, yeah. Oh, you know, it's you not know, the same I, player we had, bro. Mate. I'm just I'm half expecting that as we might have to show up. Do you know what I mean? I think if, yeah, it doesn't make these, any these sense. These players are 18 months ago. You know, let's just get new manager, new ideas, great. You know, they're not fit enough. Let's get them fit. But, you know, there's a bad attitude or a toxic attitude in the dressing room. So let's sort that out. But, I mean, come on, the basics there. Surely, I mean, with Van Der Beek, come on, he looked pretty sprightly. I thought, yeah, it looks mm-hmm. all right, you know. He's got, he's got another, like, what, 12, 15 minutes. I keep asking myself the same question, like... Yeah. You know, is it a problem with the player? No one seems to report any problems with the players. You never hear any bad words said about him. You know, he's always cheering. He's always in the mix when the players score. He looks eager to come on the pitch. I've seen him come on the pitch and he's shouting at players. You know, he's only got 15 minutes desperate to win. How is he not better than what we've got already? Yeah, uh, it blows my mind, bro. Uh, this moves on. To, uh, I don't understand. 
we're gonna move on to the let's move on to the, the results in it. Like I know there's not a lot to talk about, but I know the villa game, we yeah. won the FA Cup, we won that game, it was poor. Uh the second game, which was played yesterday in the time of the recording of the show, it wasn't as bad to think about, especially in the first half. Uh, but we all expect the villa to come in and attack. And we now we're moving on to the players, right? On the on the pitch, and we're gonna talk about the manager. Has there been any difference? Because we we know what the problem is. It's, we're going to talk about player mentality, but on the pitch is the midfield. Yet he constantly picks the same midfield. Uh, you know, Jamie, explain to me uh, in terms of everything that's going on. Because unless we change that up or we change the personnel, we're going to be expecting the same performances when we play, especially when we play Brentford on Wednesday. Uh, what do you think, man? I mean, is the saying in the definition of insanity is doing mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again and expecting mm-hmm. different results? How many times have we seen Ollie do the same? Like, well, do we really expect to be up into the top four without midfield? And that's, that's why I just said previously, yeah, I just don't get why he won't. And the same, Ollie, why they just don't give this kid a proper start and a proper run? They yeah. play. I mentioned Martial there in the other game, you know, earlier. All he played in must have been 15 games on the bounce and he was shit for 15 games on the bounce. Yeah, he still won't. So he'll put his faith in a player like that, but he won't put his faith in Van der Beek. And we got it when we got Rangnick. Like, if he's trying something new and he's trying a different pairing, then that's fair enough. Get it. But, but it's not working. Let, let Van der Beek go on, on loan. Or I don't get why he's there. But just it seems to be a refusal to give him a try. When for all you know, for, for all of us to see, it's like these players without a shit. Why are you not trying something else? He's trying a langer. You know, he's Which pulled langer out of fucking yeah. Brilliant. What a day so, he had yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he looked good. He was he was the most positive thing to take out of the game. To be honest, uh, also yeah. play him or Rashford the next game, bro. I can't cap with you. I'll still play him or Rashford again. I'm not, I don't want yeah, Rashford too, in the yeah. team for like another five games, bro. Um, yeah, go on, Jimmy. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, I'd, I'd take him over Rashford. Give Rashford a bit of an attitude adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if you, you've seen it, but you know, I got a lot of messages today about uh, some paper headlines, and uh, apparently they're not going to give him any money to buy anyone in January. So all the all the players that they're being linked with and you, you've been hearing about it's just all this shit and they're not going to yeah. sign anyone. Mostly a summer thing. So you think that looking at that he's got to give Van Der Beek a try aren't you? The, the, the issue I, I have I just don't right, see it mate. I don't see it either. The issue I keep seeing in this press conference is like he wants him to say to at least the end of the season well why not overall mate? Like but because uh, you know, the best thing to go for him is go on loan, see who comes in in the summer, whether it's a Potter or, or a Ten Hog, so that way he could try to get into their system. There was a thing that yeah, Lori Whitwell pulled out from The Athletic, saying that Donnie Vanderbilt struggles to cover his areas in the pitch. Thus, that's why Oli never picked him. Uh, Carrick didn't pick him when he was in charge for a couple of games, and now Ragnick. But you said as well, look at Matic, you know? He's 18 months already, too ahead of his, uh, his career at United. You know, he should have been gone a long time ago. So it's just one of those. Van de Beek cannot be as bad. I got a feeling there's something behind the scenes. There was even times where he played Scott McTominay. He said Scott McTominay was a bit injured and still played him. So I know it's bad, didn't it? Something, something's happening. But but when this is what pisses me off about Oli, and that's why I feel like if the season goes to shit, which is most likely going to happen. I'll blame a lot of it on Ollie because I never realized how much of a damage he caused to this season that is going to affect us in the long run. Because, you know, what we all blame Ollie for, like we all call him a coward, Ted Lasso, because he wouldn't drop the players that we wanted him to drop. He only did that really in this last game when uh, he took off McTominay at halftime against Walford, took off Rashford at halftime against Walford, which rightly so, and then put it in, but he did it too late. Uh, are we seeing that effect with Ragnick now? Uh, because, you know, I, I saw Van der Beek against Walford, those 45 minutes, like, made a difference. Play it against Villarreal in, this, in a different position, and then we don't see him since. So are we misusing him, or what's, what's the deal with it? Like, 
Lee, talk to me, man. I just don't see, and I can't reason it out. And I see the chat. And people are like, oh, Donnie Vandebeek, like, why not? And I don't understand why he can't even get a start. Why can't he get a sniff? Like, yeah. are you going to lose by eight goals if he goes in? Oh, yes. we, 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 we can't even lose correctly right now. So I don't understand what he's going to cost us by giving him some time. Yeah. And it's almost like we don't even know what he would do when he was out there because it goes so far back. Mm. It, it, it. It boggles my mind. I feel like yeah. my balls are going to fall out of my head. And then he gets some time yesterday, and I'm like, Jesus, he could have gone out there in the long, like in the long pants. He doesn't need to be out there at this point. You have to wave the white flag. Yeah, put the toque on it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you see, and Fred is maddening because it's the law of diminishing returns with him, and also he does positive things, sets up goals, yeah. but he can't, he There's can't defend for shit. There is qualities like in him. Yes, and I think that's obviously what Ragnick sees. Yeah. But well, is it possible? There's just got to be the possibility that, like, he's not the guy and give up on that for now, please. Like, and, and give us something to go. It's, it's dead clear that that midfield is choking the life. But look at Wolves. It ran all over us. Yeah. And, and the sentiment is, we need to go get, we need to go get their mid. Uh, it's Nevis, right, that they want? Excuse me? Uh, yeah. name's escaping me. They want to get him because he done them in, but they've had his name in, in plans for a while. Like hopeful, you know, um, it's it's the same thing in that midfield all of the time, and like we're hoping for like some some kind of squad change. Like you're not even trying to change it. Yeah, that's the thing and too. I uh, again, like I just, how bad could it be to give Donny Van de Beek a start? Yeah, you know, or, 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 or try something else. I just we see, you, you say that we, we, you know, we've seen we've seen Matic on McTominay, and we've seen Fred on McTominay, and we've seen Fred on Matic, we've seen Matic, uh, we've seen McTominay on Mata, we've seen Fred on Mata. How is it that they've tried everything between him and Ola, tried every combination, but we've mm-hmm. not seen Van der Beek and McTominay or Fred and Van der Beek. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've tried everything and it's not worked. So rather than try the one player that could sit there and do something, right? He's clearly talented player, you know. Mm-hmm. They revert back to something that's not worked. But sometimes, right? I know it sounds that, but it's like they don't even know he's there. Yeah. No, it's I don't understand. Like it's like they're passing him in the hallway and pretending he's not there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, exactly. That, like he's the cleaner. Like he's the cleaner yeah. wearing a Nike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi, Donnie. You're a lovely guy, but you're for shit. That's what th- th- that feels like how they're dealing with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, something is going off the seas with him, but like for his career sake, uh, just for but what's best is go on loan, see who comes in in the summer. And then if it doesn't suit him, then leave, man. I wanted it to work out. And he's one of those guys where like, we never we, we can't really say if he's a flop or not because we we never seen it you know and I, I said it with him have we even put the wild tools around him to even for him to succeed just give him around the games or setting up the best player and I can even say that sometimes with even Pogba right um I know Jimmy not the biggest Pogba fan but having even how we set up the right tools from pl- like other players to make sure that they get their best game right. Um, Van de Beek, we know uh, in the when he went to the semifinals with Ajax, he played in number ten with Hakim Ziyech and um, David Neres in the wings, and then the second season afterwards, then he would play in a defensive midfield. So he's a very versatile and flexible player. Uh, but yet, I feel like now we all know he's he's definitely like probably fifth choice to Man United. He's there basically. Oh, in case there's an injury crisis in midfield. Van de Beek is going to be the, the only stop. Well, mate, first of all, Van de Beek is better than all those midfields, in my opinion. You know, you haven't even given him a chance, you know? So, uh, it, thing, yeah. uh, that, how can of... you judge a player when he's not even had a chance? You can't. How can we judge him? I mean, he might turn around. He might say he does get a run of, say, 10 games. 
they might be absolutely terrible and yeah, they might exactly. make us all look like fools. Exactly. But in the same breath, it can't be any worse than what's already going out there. It just yeah. can't be any worse. So I just you don't understand game, bro. the logic. Exactly. Brilliant, bro. Brilliant. Like, even for me, I feel like he, he has been playing games with Fred. They're not too bad together. I said it as well with both Fred and McTominay. Yes, we give him shit. And yes, they're both not good enough for Man United. I, I say that, man. And that's why I feel like lots of our fans, it's too much sentiment because, oh, he came to the youth. He knows Sir Alex well. No, if they ain't good enough, I don't care if he comes to the youth. Fuck off. Um, and that's why I feel like with McTominay and uh, with Fred especially, uh, they're both box to box. We all know that Fred plays good with Brazil. Why? Because he has Fabinho, who is a deep line de a defensive midfielder. You know? So, and uh, we see with Pogba with France, how he plays so well in France. He plays good with France because he has N'Golo Kante next to him. There's even times when Pogba, I remember when matches had legs, he'll play good with Ander Herrera sometimes. Like, if we get a proper defensive midfielder, who knows what these players could do. But if you put them both together, they're not going to work. Just because they have legs doesn't mean they're going to work. That's the thing that ticks me off a little bit. <laughs> Legs don't do well, much. And to piggyback off that point, uh, Ragnick's uh, pressing and he wants players in shape and this, that, and the other. And then you watch yesterday's match and they did come out in that second half and did look tired. Yeah. And he also made the comment in the media about uh, the teams that they've been playing that are in the bottom half of the league. Uh, he, I, the quote, I don't know exactly, but he did say something to the effect that these teams that were playing, I didn't expect them to be as fast, to work as hard, or to have as much talent. That's not a direct quote. They'll be did, top in the, in the Bundesliga. That, uh, that, that's what he's saying. He's trying to compare yes. the teams in the bottom will definitely excel in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I know. Yes. And there was – yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And there was another time that he made another comment like that. And I was like, well, yeah. We make them look this, good, though. That's an issue. <laughs> Oh, let me just get, get, if I could get on my soapbox for a moment. And you and I have had this conversation earlier today. It is extremely hard to watch this team. Yeah. And everybody that we play has players coming out and having a fucking career day, yes. making hay and becoming team legends for their squads <laughs> on that day. They're going to be singing songs in Newcastle about Joe Linton because of oh, the performance he had. Yeah, you know, it, it, and there was uh, uh, what he do since. Watch, what did he do it. since? What did he do? Exactly. Since? You know what I mean? It's just I, every time I, I I watch, there's, and it was yes, it also happened yesterday. Watkins, or Ramsey, excuse me, having a day, yeah, Ramsey, and like he's coming yeah. on and he's coming on, and it's always. I mean, I watch a lot of. I, I tried to watch as much football as I can, and you know the prognosticators, the pundits, the commentary, all that, they talk about a specific player who has a great day. There are players consistently having days like that against us. And that is maddening when there's nothing to talk about besides David De Gea for us. That's embarrassing, man. Yeah. You know, know yeah. you got to give man of the match to somebody on some team. And like, it happens for us to, in the past, you know, Scott McTominay's oh, got two good. goals and he wins man of the match. And I think in one of those matches. It's, it's just a touch on that McTominay. I just feel like he's going to be dining out on that goal and that performance now for the rest of the season. And I just thought, really? you know, That's I don't want to right. compare him to Roy Keane, but Roy Keane was doing that every week. Paul Ince was doing that every week. But, mm. You know, Paul Scholes was doing that more than once a week. Mm -hmm. So hey, this is this is where we're at. Where you know players can can not only not only can the players the opposition players seem to have worldies against us every week. Um, our players turning one performance in ten, and it's like, yeah. oh, we're, we're back, we're back, we're fucking not back. These players, are, these players should be doing that every week. You know, he's, I seen the commentators saying, "Oh, Scott McTominay is playing a little bit further forward. He's been let off the leash. He's fucking not been let off the leash. Oh, he just had a shot. I could have gone fucking anywhere, and it went in. Just look." I did make that comment right. to someone as well. Um, what if? When McTominay, he had a couple of tries on goal in the last match or, in the, or the match before. He's, what if someone was competent in that position? They'd have exactly. 9 on 4. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it, 
in the enigma that is McFred. If you had a replacement for either one of those players that is of of quality, could this just turn around? It kind of points to yes, but then you see now the squad's just completely degenerated from when our biggest problem was Fred. Oh, and the whole mid or defensive mid, excuse me. That was our biggest problem, but now it's everything. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, we're going to – and then the last one we're going to discuss is the Ragnick situation. Jamie, I know you've been saying that you want to give Ragnick some time. Uh, you know, is the pressure slowly creeping in on him? I, I, You know, I know there shouldn't be any point of removing him because he's only there to the end of the season. But, you know, why – why is it that he came in and he's not changing anything? Uh, we see we, he knows what he wants. We know what his philosophy is. But, you know, why isn't it being implemented in the pitch? Are, are we going to see anything good from this guy coming forward? What do you think? Um, I, you know, I'm, he's making me look foolish. Yeah, no, me too. Every week, to be honest. <laughs> I'm the same. I did this with Maguire, and then Maguire is making me look even more foolish, and now we can't even get inside. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, um, I'll still stand by the pair of them, I still stand by Maguire. I still think he's obviously got some shit going on, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a decent footballer, and I'll stand by Rennick so far. I think a lot of the, the pelters he's getting are from, you know, the, the fans that didn't want Solskjaer to go, and uh, a lot of the trust and process fans will absolutely love to see Rangnick fail, won't they? So they'll be getting a lot of heavy pressure from that. Um, I also don't feel like he's helping himself, really. That is you know? true. Fair enough, they're 2-0 up, and they've got Matic at centre midfield, and they're 2-0 up. You can't really complain. But when you've seen that the game was running away from him, it was obvious to see that Matic was becoming a passenger in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when your in-game management comes in. So rather than wait till the death to make the sub, make the sub. Yeah. Don't leave him on. He's clearly, you know, he's clearly becoming invisible. He's not tracking back. He's not. Everyone knows he's not got the legs. He, he's not going to be upset that they brought him off. He's not going to go and cry. He's not going to go home in his car and ring his missus. Because he's a professional and he's done it. Exactly. And he knows what it so takes knows, to be in the yeah. team. So you're not going to have him crying and balling. Exactly, mate. Yeah, and he's he's done his job the tune up. So it's obvious that fresh legs were needed. Mm-hmm. The same bringing on, I keep going about it, but bringing on Van der Beek 15 minutes ago. What's the point? He's constantly trying to bring Van der Beek in, in Bruno's position. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I just try him somewhere else, you know, stuff like that. Um, Bruno had a great night. Yeah, it's just just these mad things like his in-game management was just mad subs and yeah. He's quite the other week. He tried, you know, he tried Wambasaki the other week. He was equally as shit. You know, if you're going to call the players out in the media, call them out on the on the pitch as well. Bring them off at our time. Tuchel does it. Yeah. If you're having a stinker or you're not playing well, come on. Yeah, and they respect See him how he goes that. with Rashford now. Yeah, of course he did. But yeah. I think like, I said it last week. I said it last week or the week before. Um, you've got to show these players who's boss. You've got to. If, you, if you're going to have a toxic dressing room, that thing with um, Lingard putting the West Ham pictures on that on on his Instagram. Just don't play him. Send him on. Yeah, don't play him. So as much as we could use him at this point, you know, it, it's it's all that like. So, even having him in the squad for me, having him on, just completely I, stuff that I can't understand. It. He seems to understand football really well. He seems to know the value of um, discipline and know the value of heart, as well as knowing the value of technical abilities and the physical abilities of a player. So he seems to be able to, you know, grasp everything that we need. Where him in the press conferences, he ticks all the boxes for me. Um, all right, he's not got a handle on the English game as yet, but he seems to have the, the the knowledge, and he seems to be able to understand where United should be. So, whereas Solskjaer would say, "Oh, uh, we're only aiming for top four, or oh no, we're not, we're not in the league race," he's coming out and he's saying we should be number one. 
which is what we want. I want to hear that from a manager. Like I want him to tell me that that's where we want to be. I don't, I don't want to hear that mediocrity is accepted. So I get it. I'm like 50-50, so I will be behind him until I've got no choice. But everything yeah. he's saying is is great. And then he seems to come to match days and I'm like, oh, fucking yes, hell. Yes, exactly. Like a dickhead. You know? Looking goofy. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then the 90 minutes is over and he comes out and, he, and, I'll, and I'll watch him and I'll think, yeah. And then the day after the press conference is leading up to say another game and I'm thinking, hey, I don't know whether it, it's the, the team with him or I don't know if feeling's got an influence or I, I don't know what it is but it seems to get to match day and I just think oh, for fuck's sake I said but it I mean, Fletcher runs the team bro Fletcher runs the team <laughs> it, could, it could be couldn't it but it really could be that like he's, he's following, you know he's speaking to Darren Fletcher and I just thought well I if get that's that, the case that, right if we're relying on Fletcher, why did we? Why, why did? Why was Radnick brought in? Yeah, like, this is. And, you know, he's got a lot more success in football behind him, and probably forgotten more um, than players have had success on this team in their professional careers, and maybe they ought to respect that. But it, by the I, same, I like that on Fletcher. But by the same token, this this six months interim thing, and then. I mean, it, originally we thought, okay, he um, he came to the club. Uh, if he does well, they're going to keep him. But he's definitely going upstairs next year. That two-year contract after this interim thing was, I'll come, but you're going to put me and pay me to be here after this. So now it's pretty clear that they need a bigger personality to run this team. Yeah, this is it. You could you could argue that he's putting in the bedrock, which is fine. Um, and that's the case. You'll see, won't you? But I personally feel like if he was putting in the bedrock, you would see players like Martial leaving and you'd see the Lingard leaving while mm-hmm. they've got a little bit of money left in the contract. The same with Pogba. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd, you'd either see him leaving or something would be confirmed, but I don't know if he's so slight sidetracked with how unfit they are or how undisciplined they are or I don't know. You don't, you just don't know, do you? Like, but but yeah. honestly, I can't, I can't stress how much I think you just made me look like an idiot before every game. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then after the game, after the game, I feel even worse. So, like, I was, we was tuning up yesterday and I put on a group message, oh, I'm doing this shit. This is, I fucking told you. It was <laughs> yeah. I knew. I was giving it the big, and honestly, I really was. I thought, oh, we fucking smashed these. And then within about 20 minutes, we just collapsed. And I thought, Wow, you've just made me look like the ultimate fool. Oh, and boy, did it ever happen yeah. fast. It was like a light switch went off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like a deck of cards, wasn't it? It just folded like a deck of cards. And I that was like, that fuck. Stevie G, the scouse, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Ragnick, Stevie G outcoached him, outmanaged him. He figured it out. Did, yeah. This is Maddich yeah. is tiring. They're tiring. They're going to get tired. We just keep going at that. And then, listen, if you own horses and you leave the door of the barn out and your horses start running out, the first thing you do is close it and you get, yes. so, listen, you get somebody on the pitch that can do something. You need the fresh legs. Fuck it, switch formations if you have to. If it's yeah, about, well, if, you if it's about what you the bus, Couldn't you? Yeah, it's part of the bus. If, you know, when they went, when they went 2-1 up, if you look, if you looked on the pitch and don't forget, it's not just Rangnick. You've got players there. He's got own coaches there. He's got his number two there. He's got Fletcher there. He's got Feeling there. If he's unsure, that's what the team of them for. Yeah. Where's the, the leadership, no, where's the leadership from there. the players? You know, shut the shop up. Mourinho would have done that. He'd have gone, right, Matic, come off. Or he'd have dropped Matic back, took Bruno off, brought another midfield player on, or yeah. brought a winger off. Just shut the shop, brought Matic in as a sweeper and just closed it and gone. That's it now. It wouldn't have been prayer, but at the same time, they probably would have won the game. It's, you know, it's pretty weird win 2-1 or 2-0, two, two whereas the tied 2-2 two, two and we're right back where we were. This is it. You just look, it just looks shit, doesn't it? You know, like, it just looks poor. We've got another week now of hearing loads of shit about the club and Fucking, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just think, oh, you know, you know. game cannot come soon enough. But let me get yeah, you guys. Definitely. Yeah, let me get you guys' uh, 
prediction now. We uh, we're not gonna preview Brentford, but uh, are you guys confident about that game? Uh, Lee, let's start off with you, man. Are you confident <laughs> Ragnick could go far with us? What do you think, man? I'm not sure I have confidence anymore. <laughs> I don't quite know how to. Well, who's gonna be in the squad? Like, who's gonna be the starters? Yeah, we're gonna get Ronaldo back. Um, I mean, I don't know. Is man. Rashford gonna play? Brentford's an attacking team. Uh, but you see us getting pinned, pinned back. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, yeah, you just don't know. I mean, uh, we, we are talking about Brentford here. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking like it's fucking Real Madrid and it's a Champions League semi final. We have to be wary of this. This is ridiculous. I remember when Ragnick came in and we had the pot, we did the podcast, we talked about here's your next run. Yeah, we're all and co- thinking we're all yeah, those are yeah. three points. Well, we feel I'm, stupid now. Beyond cocky, we were hopeful, like pleading. Yeah, yeah. that's three points, three points for all those matches. If you told me we're gonna I don't even remember if we tied or if we lost at Newcastle. Do you know what I mean? It's it's almost like you don't know. I looked up our. I'm gonna cry on the podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's like these? So you're not like so we won't if win. If they hadn't achieved, if, if they, yeah, I hope so. I'm praying. <laughs> not the, the biggest God fearing man, but I just you know, these are teams that are borderline relegated in relegation fights. We haven't played anybody worth a shit. Mm, that's true. And like we're holding on to hope. And, I, yeah. and I'm maybe I'm I'll never abandon. I'm a red till I'm dead. Um, but hard to see. I, you know what? I'd, I'd love to see them come out and hang like full five on somebody. They don't need a clean sheet necessarily. But I'd like to see a dominant performance. And I'm just beside myself with. You know, the doubt and, and hoping, you know, I keep watching and hopefully, you know, they're going to get a transfer that's going to change this. They're just, I'd, I kind of used to think that if they got that holding midfielder, that defensive mid, that everything was going to be okay. And I think it's probably a little bit beyond that now. I think that, yeah, I think you're not, yeah. You know, if they could, more deep rooted in it. If they, yeah, if, yeah. They could, if they could put it, just put a, a couple decent performances together. You know, even if they'd even if they'd pulled off a two-one this past fixture, like you'd have something to go on. But instead, they get they mark that one goal, they score that one goal. Villa did, and everything just turned back to wait to the way it was. See, you could, you could almost see it happening at Brentford, couldn't you? You could almost see them going sooner, look. maybe maybe one nil. It's going to be a bit of a scrappy game. It's not going to be too pretty to watch. But we're all sat there, seventy minutes in. And we're thinking, yeah, we're probably good for this result. And then all of a sudden, you get a lucky goal and you're biting your fucking nails. And it's like, oh, fuck's sake, not again. And it has nothing to do you with them you being away. You won't push that past you, would it? Nah. It has nothing it to do with being away old because they play yeah. at, at OT like shit too. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, so, I don't so know. So like no win, way, win three, no? I think <laughs> the win three, no, Mabel. I always say that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think we'll, it'll be tough. I'll, I'll go for a narrow two one for me, man. And I'll, I'm gonna just echo what you guys say, so I'm not gonna spend too much time on that. So, uh, uh guys, you know, this therapy is much needed. I, I there's nothing good when after a defeat or what feels like a defeat, we talk about what's going on off the club, man. One thing I will say, I, I know Jamie, we spoke offline about the Arsenal all or nothing, but. If good thing Man United didn't make one this season, man, because you know I'm not gonna lie, it'll break records, man. It will break records. Yeah, no, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. our thing is much worse than what Arsenal is <laughs> right now. I'm actually excited to watch it, but they should do one, man. Um, because we we at least need answers. Like we got, we at least should know what's going on. You know, so much drama that involves United off the pitch too, which doesn't help. But let's see. Hopefully, the Brentford game will put that away for a bit until we play West Ham. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all it is, guys. We covered everything. Um, any last things you guys want to say, uh, Jamie, before we head out? No, nah, no. Nah, just uh, like you said there earlier, I, uh, I just you just want the, you just want that Brentford game to come as quick as you can, don't you? Just to get get it out of the way, get this result gone, and let's talk about something new. And hopefully we can get a win. It's just, hmm. oh, God knows where. I just, you know what? I think if um, I woke up 
and we were playing Brentford and the team come out and Donny v- Van der Beek was starting. I yeah. honestly feel like it, I'd have like a heart attack or yeah, be gobsmacked. Like, have you ever seen that film of in the cartoon when his jar, when his genie's jar hits the floor? I, I think that might turn into an animation of a jar at the floor and be able to speak for about three days. Yeah, <laughs> it's just mad, mad, mad yeah. times at OT. Definitely, mm-hmm. Lee. Uh, any last thing? I, you know, <clears throat> I would like to see some of the players that I, I, I'm a big Rashford guy. I would like to see that, you know, work itself out. And I think right now, this team really needs a hero. Um, I think if you, you think back to those, uh, those matches, and I know this is going back really, really far into the season or even into the Fergie times, um, the last minute heroics and, and someone to come up and be a hero and really give us a, the opportunity to walk away from a match or the team to walk away from a match with their heads held high. And that was a very positive win. And here we go. And something to happen for the squad to hang their hat on going forward that there's hope here. We're not going to win the league and the top four might be too far away, but just some good out and out po- uh, positivity. That's what, yeah. that's what the squad needs. That, that's what the team need needs. That, yeah. The club needs. Yeah. Awesome. So hopefully you can get that. Yeah. And we all hope so. We all hope so. All right, this wraps everyone everything up. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening, and you know, follow me on Twitter, follow the Facebook group page, and yeah, uh, hopefully the next podcast will be saying something positive. So, always and upwards, and thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lee and Jamie, for being part of. It. Appreciate it. Well, thank no you. Worries, mate. See you soon. Take care of yourself. Right, see you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye, mate. Bye-bye, bye bye. Bye bye.